Dave and Darren's top five things. A review of what we got done on our yes, morning a show. Review. I the Rolling know. Thunder review. I feel pretty good saying this. I think this is the last one of these we'll be doing in 2022, right? I know we'll do a patron yes, show. we've got a patron coming up. But, the patron uh, exclusive show's coming up. Yeah. But as far as reviews of what we got done on the, on the show, this, Planet 93.9. This could be it. So No, it is. I'm, t- I'm, I'm telling you it is. Cherish the cabin. <laughs> I'm, gonna just, I'm just going to announce this will be the last one from 2022. And yeah, Darren's right. <laughs> Cherish the cabin. What we have here are the top five things that happened on the morning show. And we will count them down. Keep your feet in the ground and your head in the stars. Keep, keep reaching for the stars. <laughs> that that brass ring. It's so elusive. Where do we get started? I don't even know where to begin Let's here. start with one. Number one. 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 Number one. Number one. Sylvester Stallone had a, a weekend experience with Sylvester Stallone live. This was something where you could go and, and meet Sylvester Stallone. One night only. An experience with Sylvester Stallone. On the computer and You person. go out, you have a nice dinner, uh, Sly comes out on stage and talks, and then you can bid on Sylvester Stallone signed memorabilia. Okay. There's different ticket packages, right? If you want the meet and greet, if you want a picture, there's different options. You pay between 750 to 1250 bucks. Oh, I want the picture just so I can show everybody how much taller I am than, <laughs> than Sylvester Stallone. Do you put your hand on his head? <laughs> Look at this little tiny Rocky. Look at how tiny Rocky is. Yeah, this was in L.A. The experience with Sylvester Stallone didn't go great. They sold too many tickets. Ooh. And fans are demanding a full refund. Take that as a compliment. Yeah. He had to leave the meet and greet abruptly because things were getting a little dicey with all the Rocky fans and all the Rambo fans. Fans who bought the package left disappointed when time ran out and he took off before everybody got their picture taken with him. So do you have Rocky fans that are as crazy as, like, Star Wars fans? I think that's true, yeah. I have a friend that's, like, so a he starts, massive Rocky fan. So he starts, they start uh, uh-huh. bringing up stuff from Rocky Four. And In he's round like, three, <laughs> uh, it looked like you connected with an uppercut, uh, but then it looked like then you went uh, across the body in the next uh, shot, and I just... I, you, I were just about, I you were about ready to throw... An uppercut, and you hesitated, and and instead went with a straight right hand. Rocky fans are probably not as nerdy and obsessive <laughs> as Star Wars fans. You wouldn't think so. No, but maybe I don't know. Seemed like Clubber Lang was in the wrong weight class. Am I wrong about that? Uh, I have a follow up question about the robot that wished Polly a happy birthday. Why was he cut out of the most recent release of Rocky IV? How much did it cost to keep that ice rink open <laughs> on your first date <laughs> with Adrian? Those people like the zoos. A source close to Stallone says that his contract only committed him... Do you him- still have that rubber ball <laughs> that you bounced around? And- <laughs> When you 
asked that priest to give you a blessing, was that a real priest or a pretend priest? He seemed pretty good at it. Uh, will he marry us? <laughs> and by us, I mean you and me, Rocky. <laughs> will you make me the happiest man in the world and make me your new Adrian? I saw she died in one of the Creed movies, I think. I don't know. I haven't seen him. The, uh, the reason... I think she's dead in Rocky Balboa. She dies in Rocky Balboa. She's already dead, or does she? Does she have an on-screen death? Or? I don't know. I don't remember. I think that she, I I know he speaks to he speaks to her gravesite. Hey, and we couldn't afford your first movie, so you're dead. <laughs> the truth be told, Talia. I mean, oh, uh, uh, what, what's her name? Adrienne. You're dead to me. They say the reason the photos did not go as planned is that Mr. Stallone had to leave the event earlier than expected and was not feeling 100%. Oh. Uh, our events can be very demanding, the outfit uh, that put this thing together says. We have to respect the celebrity's wishes at all times. Except no. I if, if I paid for a meet and greet and he's there to do meet and greets, he doesn't get to leave until I have both meeted and greeted Rocky but and or Rambo. But he wasn't feeling well. And or Rhinestone. What? He wasn't feeling well. Too bad. Perhaps a couple raw eggs would settle his stomach. <laughs> he doesn't feel too good in every single one of those movies, but the movies all come to their natural end. There's not a Rocky movie. Yeah, there is not a Rocky movie uh, where he doesn't feel some sort of discomfort. Uh, Mick, I can't go through with this. Uh, throw the towel. I'm done. I'm, I'm not, I feel a little nauseous. I've been gassy all day, Mick. I need ice chips, Mick. Can't keep nothing down, Mick. I don't know. A little achy. Got a little low-grade fever. Uh, the company that runs these things is called Experience With, and they've gone on Instagram to talk to the disappointed fans. Uh, they say, our hearts go out to the customers at the end. Well, we're not interested in your heart. Oh, I'm interested. <laughs> I'm interested in you. Crediting my card. <laughs> I paid twelve hundred and fifty no, bucks somehow. That, that needs to go. That needs to go back on my. Uh... <laughs> the world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. Well, that's a good point, Rock. Our hearts go out to the customers at the end who missed out to get their photo with their oh, hero. I didn't miss out. The events game is pure, except for the unexpected. And this is one of those moments. No, 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 no. The events game is pure. No, no. The no. hell does that mean? No. There were a number of unforeseen circumstances, and no one was to blame. We have to respect the wishes of the and celebrity at all times. We are working through customers affected and have emailed to all directly to resolve so everyone is satisfied. Uh -huh. No, I'm not satisfied. No. Have Rocky come to my house and mow my lawn. Then I'll be satisfied. I got a babysitter. I went out to this thing. I'm standing in line, and he's going to leave me like a mook. What am I, nothing over here? I love you, Rocky! <laughs> One fan took to the Post's comments to share her anger over the situation, begging for a refund. Quote, how about less time posting pictures and a little bit more time answering emails? That would be great. I'm still waiting for my photo op refund. Yeah, we're going to need refunds. About 100 fans were left without photos. So like 60% of the people... Why does he sign up for something like this? You would think that he's 
right? Why in the hell? I, I don't know. I don't know. They say only 60% of the people that paid for the meet and greet photo experience got what they were promised. How many? 60%. 60%. Mm-hmm. Experience with has also said that all customers have been contacted and offered free refunds or the option to attend another event no, no, with no, Sylvester no. Stallone sometime in the future. No, 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 no. Why would I go through this again? Uh, I'd do another one, I guess, but I got like 20 minutes I can give you. 1250 bucks, And Rhinestone won't sign my... Uh, my boxing gloves? Hey, Cobra. <laughs> get over here. I drove all the way to go see Sylvester Stallone at this meet and greet, and I can't get my over-the-top t-shirt signed? Hey, Tango and or Cash. <laughs> Which one was he? I don't he? know for sure, but... <laughs> Tango and or cash. <laughs> he was uh <laughs> He was Lieutenant Ray Tango. Okay. Of course he was Tango. Hey, stop or my mom will shoot. Tango, I need my cash back. Are you gonna sign this or what are we doing here? <laughs> How many of the expendables movies did they make? Jeez Louise, I had no idea there were so many of these things. He's uh, going to be in The Expendables 4 coming out sometime next year. Not until he signs this, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Rocky. How can you do this to me? Number two. 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 So the winter storm or... Potential blizzard we'll see uh, affecting holiday travel. I'm looking here at holiday traditions that other families have, and a lot of these are just terrific. They terrific or terrific? Terrific, I think. You know what? I'll say terrific. I think you'll say horrific. These are people sharing uh, traditions that they have in their family every year at Christmas. For example... My grandpa would always get up on the roof about an hour after our bedtime and stomp around on the roof with sleigh bells. Okay. That's great, although, Grandpa, be careful up there. And, Grandpa, I'm trying to get some sleep. <laughs> Every year, my wife and I buy an ornament for our tree that corresponds with something that happened that year. So we have a tree filled with all these weird, wacky ornaments, like a tennis ball. We started playing tennis that year. Uh-huh. A Swedish chef from our Europe trip. By the way... A ship Captain Nutcracker when we went on our first cruise. It's such a fun tradition in December to debate <laughs> what we get and then finding something and then reliving them all when we put them up. Is the tennis ball ornament an ornament or just a tennis ball? Just always throw a tennis ball on there. I don't know. I, it's, it's interesting to me that that probably is an actual ornament, right? I mean, there's plenty of people that love to play tennis. Oh, I'm sure you can find one. Yeah. I'm just wondering if they... My guess is it's an ornament that is a tennis ball. It looks like a tennis ball. Or you just hung a tennis ball on your Christmas tree. How about this? Every Christmas, the kids in the house have wrapping paper put over the entrances to their rooms 
So they get to rip through it in the morning. <laughs> well, that's kind of fun. It originally started as a way to keep a certain kid in when they kept coming out early. <laughs> you know they're right. Get to bed! Oh, I hope Uncle Balford brings Monopoly again. Don't buy Park Place. Uh, it originally started as a way to keep a certain kid in when he kept coming out early and opening presents before everyone was awake. Uh, there's an, there's so many of these that are... I mean, each year, they say, we cut a round off the bottom of our Christmas tree and we label it with the year. Over time, it makes a sweet display and reminder of years past. Shaker present. You shake your present, and you get to ask yes or no questions. And if you figure it out before Christmas, you get to open it. No. Well, it was Waterford Crystal, but uh, <laughs> now it's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> sure, go ahead and open it. Uh, Christmas traditions that families have. Everyone makes plates for someone else in the family. No one is allowed to get food and drink for themselves. It reminds my kids that even little gestures show appreciation for those around you and not to be selfish when it comes to making others feel loved. That's kind of great. We sit in a circle and pass around a bowl of Jelly Belly Bean Boozle Beans just to watch each other's disgusted reactions every Christmas. Okay. My family has a tradition of leaving riddles on cards and guessing what the gift is before opening. We go around one by one, reading our hint out loud so everyone can guess, and then open it and show the room. It ends up taking like five hours for everyone to get through their gifts. Ugh. But it's always Ugh. a fun time. You've got you to gotta write a riddle for every gift? That does seem like a lot of work. Uh, we hide a Christmas spider in our tree, and on Christmas morning, the kids get to look for the spider, and whoever finds the Christmas spider gets to open the spider's gift. It's usually something they can share with the other kids. The Christmas spider. This would, that, uh, that is not a tradition I could have at my house. No. You have the Christmas pickle instead. Yeah. But the Christmas pickle we just put on the tree when we, when we trim the tree. Mm -hmm. It's not something we do on Christmas Eve. This one says, we have signs all over our house that spell out Leon instead of Noel. It started as a joke because my dad is dyslexic. But it's stuck. Yeah, in let's make fun of dad. Ha ha. That's good. You see things backwards. <laughs> You're all scrambled. That's, I don't, how does dad feel about that? How would you like your eggs, dad? Scrambled? It's terrible. Yeah, what are you doing? Well, it seems to work for this family. <laughs> Everything says Leon instead of Noel. It started as a joke because my dad's dyslexic and it stuck. We even named our dog Leon, and we've been doing it since I can remember. We adopted Leon Spinks. Christmas traditions that people have. Feel free to steal these if one of them sounds good to you. Santa puts the stockings on everyone's bed. This way the kids can play with the stuff in the stockings and the adults get more sleep. Hmm. Can't open gifts in my house until you have a mimosa to drink. There you go. Even the kids? Pound it, Timmy. Pound it, Timmy, or Christmas doesn't happen. 
We always put an orange or a tangerine in the Christmas stocking. I think the tradition started when my grandmother was a child in the World War II era Germany, and fresh produce was hard to come by. She passed away, but we always put oranges in the stocking in memory of her. Well, that's sweet. Timmy developed a taste for sparkling wine <laughs> when he was two years old. Now he hides a lot. We have two main traditions. First, on Christmas morning, breakfast is always a pan of cinnamon rolls and orange rolls. And second, on Christmas, you can't get dressed for the day. Everyone has to wear pajamas all day. All day No long. exception. I've, we've done the cinnamon rolls, and we've done the pajamas, but it's not like a hard and fast rule at my well, house. Yeah, and that's every weekend. <laughs> that's true. Not, that's <laughs> it's true. My grandmother gave us a blow-up Santa in an outhouse. When they say blow-up, they must mean inflatable, right? Mm-hmm. My grandmother gave us a, a blow-up Santa in an outhouse. My family thought it would look weird in our yard, so now we prank our friends on Christmas Eve by putting it on the front door and waiting for them to see it. Every year, okay. We hide a pickle in the Christmas tree. The person who finds it gets an extra present. Now, the way I thought the pickle was you get to open your presents first. Is, it, the, there, is there an the, extra present the, from the Christmas pickle? I thought you got to go first as well. I mean, there's no whoever, wrong way. Whoever found the Christmas pickle. Mm -hmm. The tradition in our house is whatever you get for Christmas, you have to wear it at lunchtime on Christmas Day. Go ahead. Put it on. What, you don't like it? A tradition we had when I was a child, and one I'll be continuing with my children when I have them, is the Christmas Eve box. For Christmas Eve, we were given one gift early, yep. and it was a box with Christmas pajamas, a mug, hot chocolate mix, popcorn, and a Christmas movie. We'd get to open it around lunchtime, and we'd spend the rest of the evening in our new jammies having cocoa and movies together. We would open one present on Christmas Eve as well. You know, And typically, it was the gift that got sent to us by my mom's brother. Okay. That would, is what we would typically do. I've suggested to my immediate family, the wife and the boy, that we do the, uh, you know, one present on Christmas Eve. Uh -huh. Every year I mention it, and every year that notion is soundly rejected. Really? Oh, yeah. They are all about they Christmas wanna, they, morning. They want a windfall on Christmas morning. Every, huh? every morning. Yeah, okay. We eat rice porridge, and we hide an almond in it, and the person who finds the almond is the winner, and the prize is a marzipan pig. Wow. Fancy. That family loves almonds. Now, this <laughs> this this next one, I think, is incredible. It seems like a lot of work. I wish I would have thought of this. When we were younger, my parents had a tradition with us. We had to go out in the front yard with my dad to find the perfect pine cone, maybe a week or two before Christmas. We would plant the pine cone in a pot and water it, then overnight, it would become this magnificent and huge, to my young eyes, fully decorated Christmas tree. It only worked in December, and we were always told it was Christmas magic. That could be kind of cool. Kind of hard to believe right now. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not going to work for my family I mean, I now. don't know. Uh, you can... You can tell me that story if you want, Dave. I just don't know if I'm gonna. Well, but I don't know if I'm gonna buy it a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, part of the the whole Christmas thing is you've got the tree in your house for that month beforehand, right? To just put your tree up for Christmas Day is, yeah. I mean, whatever. 
We always have McDonald's on Christmas Eve because we leave our wrapping until the last minute and that's all we have time for. I don't know if that's a tradition. (laughs) (laughs) My husband and I celebrate Bookmas. On December 26th, we get all of the book money people send us for Christmas and we go buy a giant stack of books. Then we go home, change into our PJs, and spend the entire day reading books, drinking hot chocolate. I thought the people with McDonald's was going to say that they use the the burger wrappers as the wrapping paper for... <laughs> we have to make sure that all of the we presents we buy could fit in a Happy Meal box. Yeah. Or a Big Mac box. <laughs> Each year for Christmas, instead of writing our real names on the presents, my parents would take a random theme and assign my siblings and I a name based on said theme. For example, this year's theme is liquor, and the names are scotch, whiskey, and gin, and we have to guess who is what name. Whoever guesses correctly gets a little homemade Christmas-themed trophy called the Christmas Smartass Award that they get to keep until next Christmas. Every year, every year, every year, it's a liquor theme with mom. Uh, last one. My brother and I stay at my mom's house on Christmas Eve with our families every year. We still sit at the top of the stairs on Christmas morning until my mom tells us we can come down to the living room to see what Santa left us. We are both in our 30s, and our wives and kids now sit on the stairs as well. It's getting pretty crowded, but I wouldn't have it any other way. I found out that in England. You know, here we leave cookies for Santa. Uh, yeah. Milk and cookies. Uh-huh. Um, maybe you leave carrots for the reindeer. Yes. Do you know if you grow up in England, do you know what you leave Santa? It's not milk and cookies. Mm. You leave him a little glass of sherry. Ah. Can you imagine having a glass of sherry at every home in England? I can only drink so much milk. <laughs> well. I can only eat so many cookies. <laughs> right. But the sherry is, uh, you know, I'm, I got to drive this. Now, sleigh, did kids. Owen leave uh, a cookie and milk out? Yeah. Now, did you just take a bite out of it and leave it that way? Uh, Santa Claus did. I didn't. But you did take a bite out, just one bite. Santa did. Santa did. Yes. Okay. Santa Claus did. Santa and, Santa Claus enjoyed and, some of the milk, and Rudolph would take a bite out of the carrot as well. Ah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's. Yeah, I think I could finish the carrot. <laughs> well, but you want to leave evidence that the thing has been gnawed on by an animal. Mm. Christmas traditions. I don't know. I think I think some of these are worth examining. A lot of them seem like a lot of work. Number three. 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 Rock and Roll Hall of Famer Pat Benatar has a song called Hit Me With Your Best Shot. Now, she doesn't perform it live anymore because it's... It's a little problematic, even though the song is certainly not about any physical abuse. There's that connotation, so she doesn't doesn't perform it anymore. Uh-huh. There's a line in the song uh, where she says, before I put another notch in my lipstick case. It took me a long time to figure out what that even meant. She's keeping score of, yeah. of all the lovers that she's taken, yes? Right, like a notch in, the, uh, in your bedpost. Oh, is that a thing people do, too? Or, you know, the, here's a, a notch in the headboard or 
I guess for me, the number was always very easy to uh, keep. <laughs> Didn't, uh, I was never didn't in have to danger. Write it down? No, I was never in any danger of losing count. Of losing track <laughs> no, of what that number might be? Certainly not. I could I could lose fingers on one hand and still be okay. This guy is wondering if it's cool that his girlfriend has a collection of over 50 different hoodies from other dudes. <laughs> she secretly stores Hooded sweatshirts from other guys in her wardrobe. He says it's rubbing him the wrong way, and he doesn't know what to do here. She says it's just a game that she plays. But he says... I don't like your game. It's a bad game. Girlfriend has a collection of over 50 hoodies from other men. I'm a 19-year-old man. I've been with my girlfriend, who's also 19, for about four months. 19 and she's got 50? <laughs> yep. The thing is, you'll, if, you, if, you dig, if, if you dig a little bit deeper, yeah. you'll find that some of those hoodies yeah. are from uh, prosecutors and defense attorneys. Bing bong. This is an entire basketball team's warm-up hoodies. What's going on? Uh-huh. I'm 19, and I've been with my 19-year-old girlfriend for about four months. She's the most amazing, beautiful, and kindest girl I've ever met. A it- lot of people think so. <laughs> it's not just me saying this. Bing it bong. Is- Everyone has that opinion. <laughs> Bing bong. Hello. She's the kindest girl I've ever met with a great personality to tie it all together. Oh, it's a wonderful personality. We lived five hours apart, and I just moved to her city this week. Oh, that's, a, that's an eye-opener. So this is my first time being at her house. Everything was great, and it felt amazing to finally be able to spend a lot of time together without worrying about when we'll see each other again. Mm. He spent two weeks, it says here, with his girlfriend's family. And then things started to get a little rocky one day and only worsened. Yeah. She was trying to make him feel better, so she asked him to put uh, his clothes in her closet while he was staying there with the family. He says, the, com- the closet is big and confusing. This is to say I was not snooping. <laughs> big so while- and confusing? <laughs> It's a big and confusing closet filled with other men's Ah, clothes. Yeah, What is this, a museum? (laughs) You could say that. The closet is kind of big and confusing. This is to say I wasn't snooping. So while looking for my clothes, I found a section of what I'd say was easily 50, if not more, hoodies. Very obviously men's hoodies all neatly hung in a closed-off section of the closet. All different shapes and sizes. <laughs> I mean, there were there were some six X's in there. <laughs> Fifty, if not more, hoodies. Very obviously men hoodies. All neatly hung in a closed-off section. He writes, that moment felt so surreal. I didn't know what to make of what I was seeing. 
My mind went from is she cheating to maybe she collects them to who needs this many hoodies? Immediately, I asked her about it. I wasn't angry or accusatory. I just said, hey, what's going on with all those hoodies over there? And her explanation was this. Last summer, her friend and she made a game to get as many guys' hoodies as humanly possible just for fun. So this is since the summertime. Wow, she's really good at this game. (laughs) Shame. 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 (laughs) The game was to get as many guys' hoodies as humanly possible just for fun. How many did her girlfriend collect? One? (laughs) She said she never had anything with them, and it was for their entertainment. And after I asked if she'd be willing to get rid of them because it makes me uncomfortable, knowing my girlfriend has a collection of other men's clothes in her closet, she said okay and continued the day as if nothing happened. Now, she's a pretty great girl and a really pretty girl, and I have no doubt she'd have zero issue having guys give her their hoodie for whatever reason. And I don't think she had anything going on with 50 guys this summer. You know why? But it kind of rubs me the wrong way. You know why she agreed to get rid of the hoodie so easily? (laughs) Why? You don't have a lot of lasting power, buddy. (laughs) She knows you're not long for this world. (laughs) Sure, why not? Yeah, I'll do that. Well, did she ever ask you for one of your hoodies? Why wouldn't she have asked you? Well, that'll be like the last insult. Right. It's like it's like on the way out. How about a hoodie? Th- that's how you know this is over with. Uh-huh. Hey, I'm 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 cold. I don't suppose you have anything for me. Well, you could take my hoodie. Yes, I can. Can we still be friends? Sure. <laughs> sure. God, I'm cold. That'd be great. I don't think she had something going on with fifty guys. Well, this that's summer, what you're telling yourself. But it rubs me the wrong way. I'm just gonna you... stop you there. You do think she yeah, had yeah. something going on with 50 guys this you, summer. You keep telling yourself whatever you need to tell yourself. Hi, baby girl. You absolutely do think she had something going on with 50 guys this summer. Or it wouldn't, as you say, rub you the wrong way. Quote, I can't stop thinking about what really happened this summer. And if she's telling me the truth, since she never brought this up in our four months together, and giving her my hoodies now feels less special for some reason. Oh, so you did give the ho- How many hoodies did you give her? Well, he says hoodies, plural, so maybe it's just my insecurity speaking out, but it felt like a hit to our relationship for some reason. I've been kind of distant today, and she keeps asking me what she did wrong, but I don't have a clear answer. I asked my friends for advice, and they were split between dump her and saying I'm crossing the line by asking her to throw out her clothes and being cold, even after she explained what happened. Yeah, you'd need to dump her. Uh, immediately. I don't know. She seems, she seems like, uh, just so nice and kind. I think things are going to work themselves out. (laughs) Yeah? Someone's saying here, you're both still young, and while I would agree with the comment that says to just make a mental note of the whole hoodie thing and try to look through it as if nothing happened, hmm, the, uh, let me tell you, this whole looking at it as though nothing happened, that's a mistake. Something happened. This is what I would do. 50 hoodies? Yes, Darren. If you have it, if you have it yet. For Christmas, mm-hmm. ask for a new hoodie. Because 
I can tell you how this is going to work out. <laughs> Make sure there's a receipt in the box. Uh-huh. Uh, someone else here is saying it's pretty juvenile to play games like that, but she's also literally a teenager. If she seems like a different person now and you guys are happy together, just take it one day at a time. What are you people talking about? Mm. Get out of this. Oh, my gosh. Someone's saying here, when I was 14, my friend and I had a similar contest to see who could get the most phone numbers from strangers at an amusement park one day. It sounds ridiculous now, but we were kids. Right, okay. Well, phone numbers is one thing. And 14 is, is different as well. Yeah. Hey, what's going who on? Who gives a 14-year-old their phone number? I'm assuming other 14-year-olds. Is that what we're... Who wants to have some fun? I don't know that that's the case. (laughs) If a 14-year-old asked me for my phone number, I'd call the cops. What are you doing? (laughs) I don't know. Just... Just seems it just rubs me the wrong way. I don't think she was with fifty dudes this summer, and they've been together four months. So most of the that wouldn't even be that wouldn't even be most of the summer. So you, this was yeah, a long the, distance thing, and now you're you're staying at her family's house. Uh, there's a lot here that I don't rough stuff. Yeah, yeah. I would go ahead and move back to wherever you're from and try and find someone with a closet that's not. So Big con- and confused. That's so confusing. <laughs> Number four. 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 Stop me if I'm telling you something you already know, but Christmas can be a real bummer. Everyone is, is walking around with big dopey grins on their face, and if you're not feeling it, you, 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 you're almost made to feel inadequate. This time of year can bring unwelcome guests, and those guests are stress and depression. Who are you? I'm reading here from... Uh, you mind if I kiss your daughter? The Mayo... What kind of Christmas is this? The Mayo Clinic here. Stress, depression, and the holiday season. Just a couple of quick tips for coping. Tips to prevent holiday stress and depression. When stress is at its absolute peak, it's hard to stop and regroup to try and prevent stress and depression in the first place. Here are some tips, especially if the holidays have taken an emotional toll on you in the past. If you've had rough Christmases, chances are another rough Christmas is on the way. So these are just a couple of quick tips. Uh, Acknowledge your feelings, right? You also want to make sure that you reach out if you feel lonely or isolated. Make sure that you're realistic. Uh, The holidays don't have to be perfect. Everything doesn't have to be just like it always is. They also recommend you set aside uh, differences, try and accept family members and friends as they are, even if they don't live up to all of your expectations, and it's a good time to set aside grievances. Also very important to make sure you stick to a budget. Don't try to buy happiness with a bunch of gifts. Maybe I can buy love. You can, but well, you can rent it for a time. There you go. Make sure you're planning ahead. It's also important to learn how to say no Don't abandon healthy habits that you've developed. Important to take a breather. And if you need it, seek professional help. 
despite your best efforts, you may find yourself feeling persistently sad or anxious, plagued by physical complaints, unable to sleep, irritable, hopeless, unable to face routine chores. You know, when you're dealing with, with, with depression... And then you look around and everyone else is saying fa la 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 la. It makes you feel like there's something even extra wrong with you. I'm so mad. That's not uh, how you. That's not how it is. Everybody's going through some stuff, so don't feel like you're inadequate just because you're not merry. Uh, the happiest time of the year. Appropriate ways to deal with depression. I would I would say that one way of dealing with depression that is not appropriate is what this uh, chap in Ohio is alleged to have done. James Bartles of the Greenfield Township Volunteer Fire Department. Uh-huh. You, as soon as I said Volunteer Fire Department, you know where this story's going, right? Uh-huh. Uh, he yep. says he was dealing with depression. Gonna set me a, Gonna <laughs> set something on fire. Depressed Fire Department dispatcher admits to setting 24 wildfires. That's just how I deal with my depression. I, uh, I set things on fire. A raging wildfire that last month torched 1,300 acres of national parkland in Ohio was the handiwork of a down-in-the-dumps emergency responder who did it to keep local firefighters from getting bored. James A. Bartles is now keep a... Keep them on their toes. James A. Bartles is now a former 911 dispatcher for the Greenfield Township Volunteer Fire Department. What are we talking about here? Practice? He's a 50-year-old who's charged with setting timber afire, which is how the federal justice system says arson, I guess. He set at least 24 fires in the Wayne National Forest over several Go months. get them, guys. He admitted, I'm reading here from the criminal complaint, uh, on December 8th, an interview was conducted with Bartles. During the interview, Bartles admitted to lighting multiple fires on Wayne National Forest with a lighter. Bartles said he started the fires to give the boy something to do and distract himself from depression. Bartles was provided a map with suspected arson fires marked on it. He was asked to place check marks next to the fires he started and X's next to the fires he didn't start. He drew check marks on 26 fires and X's next to nine. I didn't do all of these. This guy ran unsuccessfully to be Greenfield Township's fiscal officer. First aroused suspicion in April when he alone discovered an unreported fire at 1230 in the morning. In late October, his pickup truck was spotted by a state natural resource officer about an hour before another wildfire broke out in the area. Yeah, that's that's a red flag. Eyewitness positively identified his truck, a Burgundy 2021 Ford F-250, with blackout package at two separate locations Give me in the, the blackout package of the multiple fire starts within minutes of their ignition. Two days later, fires had combined to ravage 1,300 acres of the Wayne National Forest. During the interview, Bartle said he started the fires to give the boy something to do and distract himself from his depression. That is not an appropriate way to tackle depression. 
if he's convicted, by the way, on a single count of timber set of fire, he's looking at five years in prison. Now you got something to be depressed about. The complaint does not specify how many counts he'll ultimately face. There's so much about Christmas that's designed to bum you out. So many stories, so many, so many like traditions where it's like this. Scary is ghost bummer. stories? Yes. When I was a kid, in first and second grade, both Christmases, I remember, because when it happened the second year, and when I was in second grade, I remember thinking, what the hell is wrong with these people? The nuns would show us every Christmas this uh, like stop-motion animated thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, like Gumby, or like Davy and Goliath, but it wasn't uh, Gumby or Davy and Goliath. It was this Christmas story. They'd wheel in the VCR and show this thing. You had nuns when you were in first and second grade? Yeah, I went to Catholic school for first and second grade. And oh. then I think after I came home and said, this is enough, I can't do this, they, they, they put me in public school. But both Christmases, I remember the first year being really disturbed by it, and then the second year getting up, like mad, like this is not okay. Uh, the movie they would show every Christmas, it was like a 45-minute film. Yeah. And it's this story of the little match girl. Do you know that one? She's this really poor girl. Uh-huh. She lives out on the street. Yeah. She's an orphan. Yeah. And she's got this really mean boss. And her job is to go out in the, in the cold streets and sell matches to people. Mm. You know, door-to-door match, match person. She's got a little setup. Nobody wants to buy matches. And she's like, please buy my matches. Please buy my matches. And everyone's like... Kick rocks. She'd have been better off selling cigars and cigarettes. There you go. Anyway, nobody buys her matches. It's a cold, it's Christmas Eve. It, there's like a blizzard going on. And she decides, I'll just light one match. And she burns down the whole city. No, no, that would have been a better ending. She lights the match to stay warm for just a little while. And then as she looks into the match, she sees the spirit of her dead mother smiling at her. Oh, boy. So then she just keeps lighting the matches. To look at her? To look at her mother's face. Uh-huh. And then the movie ends. This is, a, this is something they wanted to show first and second grade kids. Uh-huh. The ending is, it's Christmas morning. Everyone's opening up their Christmas presents. And the little match girl is dead, frozen to death on the sidewalk. Mm. Holding a burnt out match in her hand. Wow. Merry Christmas, everybody. What? What? Do you guys get it? Do you get it? Are you guys old enough? Do you get it? Oh man, it's you, when they rolled you, that you, thing you, out again. You get it? I was like, we're not watching this again, are we? Not doing this. Yeah. And you have not turned that into a family tradition. No, I wouldn't. I, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put anyone through that. Oh, I just want to. Oh, look at my dead mom. Oh. Did she go And on? when the matches are gone, she freezes did to she, death. Did, Merry Christmas, everybody. Did she go on to do any other work? The the actress? No, I told you it was stop motion animation. It was it was like oh. a, it was like a puppet. It was like oh. a doll. You know, it was like Gumby. No. And I set Pinocchio on fire. <laughs> That's a much better story. I understand that. Like I can I can dig that. Pinocchio! <laughs> Kept me warm for days upon days. Now, now As he you're, roasted in the street. Now you're talking. Uh-huh. I could dig that. And I took his little hat. 
No. Oh, it's I'm my, wh- it's my mother. And then yeah, that she's just frozen to death with a smile on her face and a burnt out mansion in her hands. Merry Christmas, everyone. His nose is about to set on fire. <laughs> so bad. So bad. Well, happy holidays to us. Happy holidays. God bless us one and all. Hoop de doo and dickery duck. Five. 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 Number five. I have a story of a dog that went missing in California. They found it in Kansas. Dog went missing from his owner's California house after 14 months of being gone. Found 1,600 miles away. Sandra O'Neill says her German shepherd mix, whose name is Zeppelin, would, it, and, and here's the thing. It's a beautiful-looking dog, but if the dog's name is Zeppelin, it should be a black dog, right? Yeah. But it's not. Yeah, and it likes to play with four sticks. <laughs> <laughs> right? Zeppelin, the German Shepherd mix, would sometimes, I guess Zeppelin's a German name, and now I get the connection, Uh, would sometimes escape from home to visit a local construction site, Uh but he would usually return on his own in the evening. In the evening! If if she didn't find him there. She said Zeppelin failed to return home one night in October of 2021. Hammer of the dog! (laughs) There was no trace. So he hopped a ride with somebody? Uh, well, that makes you wonder, right? I mean, d- did he get on on board a vehicle? Hey there, puppy. You want to be my puppy? I mean, I suppose it's... I live in Kansas. It's possible. Is it possible that the dog walked all that way? Mm. Over the course of 14 months? There was no trace of the dog until 14 months later when a Lewisburg, Kansas woman brought a dog to the Wildcat Veterinary Clinic. And he was chipped? Explaining that she'd found this dog on her property the previous evening. They scanned the dog for a microchip, and he was identified as the long-lost Zeppelin. Dog's owner, Sandra, says she was shocked to hear he was in Kansas. The veterinary clinic was able to find a volunteer who was preparing to drive Zeppelin back to California. Yes, Zeppelin's going back to California. With an aching in his heart. With an aching in his bark. (laughs) (laughs) This is... This is a happy story. They were able to find a volunteer who was preparing to drive the dog back. Oh yeah, that's no big deal. Uh, The clinic said in a Facebook post here that Zeppelin and Hastings departed... For the 1,600-mile drive on Sunday, hoping to get Zeppelin home to California in time for Christmas. There you go. That's uh, that's a, a happy story. As for how the dog got loose, I think Sandra would probably tell you that that was really uh, nobody's fault but hers. <laughs> no, 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 nobody's fault but hers. Yes, Zeppelin the dog traveled over the hills and far away to Kansas. Now he's returning to California, going to California, so that he can be nearer to the ocean. How are these Zeppelin references working for you? Hit and miss. 
Well, I'm sure he'll get a whole lot of love when he returns in time for the holidays. Does anybody remember laughter? Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I didn't think it'd be like this. I forgot we did a lot of that stuff. I'm glad we do these reviews. It's helpful for me, you know, to Who hear were them those again. guys? It's us. It was us the whole time. That's going to do it for Dave and Darren's Top 5 Things podcast. Uh, the patron show is coming soon. I mean, before the end of the year, right? Yeah. Didn't you and I say we kind of wanted to get it done before Christmas? We did, but I, we'll see what is the weather. Sh- oh, we'll right. see what the weather does to that. All right. Well, we'll either have it for you. It, we'll, we'll get it. Yeah. We'll listen. Mm-hmm. As the late, great Kerry Coleman used to say. It'll happen when it'll happen. Yeah. And it'll happen for all the right reasons. Yeah. So just back off. <laughs> Till we get a chance to do it for you again. Happy New Year. Hang loose, kooks. And you stay classy and safe, Quad Cities. Come on, Quad Cities. Represent. This is for the Quad Cities record spot. Davin board. Yeah, we keeping it locked. Rock out. Come on. And it just don't stop. East small lane. Yeah, they keeping it hot. Uh. That does it. Out you two pixies go through the door or out the window. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Beep, beep.